Welcome to The Social Minute, the podcast that looks at the social network minute by minute. Today, we are going to be finishing up this week by covering Minute 35, which goes from 34 to 34.59 on the clock. Uh, We start off with the end of the email that was being read out by, uh, I think it was Cameron, reading his own email, saying that, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg is skeptical that they they don't have enough functionality in the site to really draw the attention and gain mass critical in the critical mass necessary to get a site like this to run we'll speak soon and i love as well the kind of delivery the army hammer gives there because he's like complete at this point completely incredulous to what's going on he's like you know really just like kind of not not on board with whatever these emails are about and then we finish uh with mark in his computer science lab i believe he referred to it in an email as his cs lab and, um, you know, in walks uh, billionaire Dustin Moskowitz, obviously not a billionaire at this particular point. <laughs> um, and this is after his career playing bass for Queen. Um, so he kind of wanders in and kind of shocks Mark out of his kind of, I don't know, half sleep. <laughs> and he just kind of says, Mark, Mark. Oh, Mark. And that's and, and that's where the minute ends. And joining me to talk about today is Ollie Brady. Hello, Ollie. Darren, Darren. <laughs> the setup for what will be the first minute of next week is, you know, Mark, um, you know, uh, in a frigid, snowy February day in Cambridge, <laughs> uh, you know, which is how it's described in the script. Uh, it's worth saying at this point, you know, we're only like, you know, what, 35 minutes into the film and yet we're 51 pages into the script. So, you know, Aaron Sorkin has been working at a ve- like a pace that is about 20 percent quicker than what's going on um, on screen. Um, and, you know, he's working when we see him over the shoulder, he's working on a profile page for what would be the original kind of, you know, the Facebook mm-hmm. um, when Dustin Moskovitz kind of walks up to him. Um, you know, like I said, played by the actor who um, I think was the boy in Jurassic Park. Um, oh, I did not know was that. It, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure because I'm, I'm struggling to remember the, uh, you know, the actor's name. Um, but I definitely know for a fact he played the bassist in, um, in the Queen film that came out recently. Mm. Um, yeah, so he's he's played two very prominent, very wealthy, real people in two biopics in the space of one decade. Um, <laughs> yeah, so and I think I don't think Dustin Moskovitz was the youngest um, uh, billionaire in the company. Uh, I have a feeling that that was Chris Hughes. So yeah, but it's Joe Joe Mazzello who is the uh, you know he he was uh, he was Tim Murphy in Jurassic Park, and then you know more recently he was John Deacon in Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, and in between did not he know was... he was Tim. Like even watching Jurassic Park, I I would never have put the two of them together as the same actor. He's had quite a career because obviously he was then in you know Lost World Jurassic uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, after that, he was also in G.I. Joe Retaliation, which is, which is <laughs> wow. kind of... With The Rock, yeah, he, that's that's a sign of sign of really achieving. Yeah, um, but like he was also kind of... In, like, you know, he started off very young. He played, um, I think, um, uh, he was in Presumed Innocent, 
the the Harrison, the Harrison Ford, Ford joint. Movie, yeah. Wow. yeah, and I think he was Harrison Ford's son in that. Um, uh, or he might have been the, the son of the person who is being presumed innocent. I don't know the film myself. Um, but, you know, that was one of his kind of early appearances in I, film. Was I think he's doing both there because I think in that movie, does Harrison the, the story is that they think Harrison Ford has killed his wife. And, Again? What's uh, with this guy? <laughs> yeah, well, you're, think, you're thinking of what lies beneath. That was, that was 97, 90, or maybe even 2000. No, I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of The Fugitive. <laughs> oh, well, in, the, in fairness in The Fugitive, we know he, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he is accused. So yeah. what's going on with Harrison Ford and bumping off his wife? I feel like that's a whole separate podcast about... I, f- I feel sorry for, uh, for Ali McBeal. Maybe he's going well, to... Or, uh, I mean, I, I'm trying to remember, was he... I don't know if he was married to What's-A-Face in Six Nights, Seven Days, for a night, Six Days. I can't remember what that oh, was. Oh, the girl he, he was acting at, Anne Hesh? Yeah, I don't know if he was married to Anne Hesh in that or if they were just warring lovers. Um, or even Sabrina. Was he, like, he was just interested in that girl in Sabrina? He, I mean... He, I think they get married at the end. Uh, maybe they don't get married in the end, but uh, he's he basically, he's only going after Sabrina to stop her from going after Linus. Because he wants yeah. Linus to get married, um, and then, God, what, I, sorry, I shouldn't know that much about Sabrina. What am I talking this about? Is, uh, this is this. Is, uh, all I know about Sabrina is the poster. So all I feel I, like you've you've got a lot more knowledge on Sabrina. All than I can say I think is I've had. it's got one of my favorite lines, which is, "You think morals are paintings on walls, and scruples <laughs> is money in Russia," and that, that's how she describes Harrison Ford's character. Which I think is funny. Oh, he's sorry. He's Linus. Uh, Linus yeah. Larrabee. That's his name. And um, I mean, and it's a remake good. of like a, a an older film, so I can forgive that name. That seems a little ridiculous, but yeah, Spencer Tracy. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and jo- and Joe Mazzella was also in uh, Shadowlands, uh, the uh, the film about C.S. Lewis starring Anthony Hopkins. Um, you know, which obviously I think followed up Remains of the Day. I think that was like the second kind of like prestige film that Anthony Hopkins had done in a row. Uh, that kind of garnered a bit of like Oscar buzz, um, and so in that he plays uh, Douglas Gresham. Uh, Jim Mazzello does. Um, so yeah, I, like I, you know, it's really funny because you know he's had like a, a fairly good kind of career, but you know then he was in like the I don't know second highest grossing film of last year, <laughs> like out of nowhere, mm. um, and you know here he is playing future billionaire Dustin Moskovitz. Um, and obviously, you know, Dustin's questions will kind of shape what, you know, Facebook kind of becomes known for. I would say one of the kind of earliest things that people know about Facebook, obviously, was the, you know, the whole kind of like, um, I mean, I guess it's complicated. Uh, also, yeah. obviously, the name of a <laughs> film. That that kind of thing is what is kind of one of the early things that Facebook kind of became known for. Um, but, you know, I like as well that, you know, this is one of the scenes where, you know, after this, we're going to see Mark kind of running through the snow in like a hoodie and cargo shorts. And like that, the kind of, you know, Mark Zuckerberg kind of dressing a bit odd is is something that they kind of, you know, emphasize a little bit later. Um, but we, you know, before that, we get probably, you know, uh, you know, one of the kind of more famous lines in the film. Um, and I feel as well, we kind of really build up to it. Um you know, we start with kind of Gage saying, you know, this is the first time he mentioned any problem and kind of Divya saying, yes, it was. And he's like, you know, you'd sent 36 emails to Mr. Zuckerberg and received 16 return emails. And this was the first time he indicated he was not happy. And of course, Divya, I love as, as well how Divya is the one answering because he's like, you know, that's correct. You know, he had 42 days to study our system, get out ahead. And of course, this is where Mark can't help himself. This is the point where, 
you know, he's been fairly calm and distracted and bored and, you know, not really taking part in this deposition. And then, of course, he says, do you see any of your code on Facebook? Um, and then, of course, this is where, you know, Gage appeals to to Sai, who, of course, is, uh, you know, Mark's lawyer. And, you know, this is where Sai says Mark. And, of course, he repeats it. You know, did I use any of your code? And then <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a fan of Max Minghella's delivery of this line. Um, but just his, you know, you stole our whole goddamn idea. Like the, the kind of <laughs> he puts on a certain kind of accent and a kind of delivery that kind of makes it, you know, I don't know. He, he seems kind of very uppity. And immediately, like if you had any sympathy for Divya, which I don't think anybody does. I think Divya Narendra is probably one of the kind of the easiest to hate characters in this entire film. Even when Mark Zuckerberg's ripping him off and taking his idea, you're kind of like, yeah, do that to Divya because he's just a pain, isn't he? Yeah, um, but I, I like Zuckerberg's response. It's like yeah. Match.com, but for Harvard bros. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And of course, this is where Gage is like, can I continue with my deposition? And it's it's like, you know, uh, but I do also kind of like how Sai is kind of like trying to calm him down by going, fellas. <laughs> it's just like a little kind of interaction. And, you know, of course, this is where Mark says, you know, you don't really need a forensic team to get to the bottom of this. If you were the guys, if you guys were the inventors of Facebook, you'd have invented Facebook. And, you know, he has a, he has a point. And then, of course, this is where Divya kind of, you know, reveals what the, the whole point of this thing where he says, I can't wait to stand over your shoulder and watch you write us a check. And of course, Mark is like, no shit. No shit. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah. And of course, this is where Sai is like, let's continue. And then they go back. And, you know, this is where kind of Mark, you know, again, you know, he kind of disengages with everybody. As Gage says, February fourth, two thousand and four, and that is, you know, that's where we then cut to Dustin Moskovitz running in. Now, this um, is where I that last little scene. It's something I mentioned in I think Tuesday's episode was that the outburst for both of them. Like I understand that they've been probably been there for a while and it's stressful, but it's pure arrogance to talk up like that and start sniping at each other and ignore your solicitors who are clearly high powered solicitors in this situation, but. It also, my other little confession that I need to make here is that I absolutely detest Jesse Eisenberg. I just cannot stand him as an actor. There's something about him that just rubs me the wrong way in every single movie. There's very few actors do that to me. Himself, uh, and I probably get some flack from uh, from Gilmore Girls fans and Supernatural fans, but Jared Padalecki is another one. I just... Like, there's something about him just I, and they're they're two completely different actors there's nothing in common between them but they just whatever it is about their their personas and their presence just rubs me the wrong way i do not for a second think jesse eisenberg is doing a good impression of mark zuckerberg i just i just can't see zuckerberg in any of the interviews i've seen him give in any of the times i've seen him talk in any of the things i've read about him he doesn't strike me as that <clears throat> <laughs> like that kind of of course like the stuff where he's disinterested and not talking to people I can totally get that I pick that up from Zuckerberg anytime I see him but to snipe and snap and act bitchy like that just doesn't doesn't ring true to me it, I'm not saying it's not a good performance but I don't think it's a good capture of what Zuckerberg reads to me but you know you probably love him you'd probably be surprised to know that uh, some of these depositions uh, particularly the one with the Winkfoss twins and Divya Narendra are actually verbatim um, in many of the scenes so he did snap like that and they did snap back but you see verbatim 
verbatim I get it like I, I can see him saying the words I can see him saying but just not in this not not in a not in a not in a snappy way like that I can see him sitting there and saying it almost deadpan if you guys were smart enough to invent Facebook you'd have invented Facebook like I can see him saying like that not if you were smart enough to invent Facebook you've invented Facebook like and it's too snappy the way he says it Whereas Zuckerberg never reads like that to me. He doesn't read high energy to me at any stage. Although I will say this, obviously I'm a huge fan of Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, I knew uh, you were. I, th- I knew I mean, you were. I, I mean, in particular, Now You See Me and Now You See Me Too. Great films. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. There's nothing... I mean, effectively, it's... <laughs> And here's the thing. I saw I saw the first film, and and then I saw it I saw it a second time with my brother, and I pitched it to my brother as this. I said, "It's David Blaine does a heist," and my brother was like, "That sounds like fun. Let's go see this film." So, um, uh, Darren, right? I like those movies. I kind of enjoy them. I like I like the fact that Mark Ruffalo's in them. I I still absolutely hate that there's at least two points in that first movie where magical realism happens and we've already discussed this i'm not i'm not yeah, i'm just i just can't take it don't want i mean surprisingly i like i seen like i saw 30 minutes or less in american ultra and Zombieland and adventureland um and obviously the two now you see me's i also you know batman v superman uh, Justice League, pretty much all of those films. Most of the motivation for me seeing them was Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, Darren! No. I mean, I guess, I guess the only thing that will probably make you love him is the fact that you know he contributes pieces to McSweeney's, and he wrote, he wrote a short story collection called Bream Gives Me Hiccups. Um, nope, this so, is not. This is none of these things are making me love him. Yeah, so I don't know. I I mean, I obviously you know the whole. The, I mean, it's kind of a trailer line. You know, if you'd invented Facebook, you'd invented Facebook. It's you know, it's there for the. It like obviously it's in the script and it's kind of taken from those depositions. But you know, it's the way it's delivered is definitely for the trailer. And you know, obviously it's a prominent line that appears in the trailer as well. Um, you know, Divya is kind of trying to lay out this thing and saying, you know. Um, like I like the way that Gage is setting it up as well. When like this is the first time he mentioned any problems, and he's like, you know, he sent thirty six emails, and you, you know, re- you got sixteen in return, and you know, this is the first time, you know, like he's really kind of building it up to lead Divya on, which is obviously what depositions are there for, and you know, Gage is obviously their lawyer, so that, that's what he's doing. He's setting it up for Divya to keep going. Yes, it was. That's correct. Like kind of really laying it out, and then allowing Divya to say, you know, he had forty two days to study our system, and of course the fact that Mark's like. I didn't. I didn't need to study your code. <laughs> like your code was crap. I I made my own code from the ground up. I took your idea, yeah. But you know, you can't you can't copyright an idea. There's none of your code on Facebook. You know, like I I basically kind of took your your dumb idea of Match. dot com for you know for Harvard guys and I turned it into you know the biggest website in the world. Like you know, and that is something he can't let sit. And and I I do kind of like how that feels. You know, maybe it's not true to Mark Zuckerberg in real life. Um, but it feels like something that this Mark Zuckerberg would do of like, you know, you stole our idea is like, OK, yeah, probably, you know, <laughs> you know, it wasn't a great idea. You know, like it's, it's it wasn't that unique, like like, you know, it's just like a kind of narrow match dot com. Um, I have a feeling if this was a couple of years later, he would have been like, it's, you know, Christian Mingle for Harvard. <laughs> it's it's any like that literally um i think actually match i don't know that match.com owns christian mingle but there is there is a group that owns christian mingle and they also own pretty much like 20 or 30 other sites that are all the same thing that are kind of just based on different denominations dating each other 
And, you know, so obviously the idea of kind of... Farmers only, uh, Darren? Probably, yes. I can't remember the name of the, the main group. Uh, I remember looking it up when I watched the film Christian Mingle. My, my favourite one about um, Farmers Only is uh, somebody once told me that after your name, your age, your sex, your sexual preference, etc., I think it's the fifth or sixth question down. They ask you what your occupation is. Yeah. But surely the answer to that should be farmer. Like, <laughs> like, it's a website called Farmers Only. Like, is that to trick you? Like, if you write anything else there other than farmer, they just automatically block you from getting in. If you're like, well, I mean, I, I, I guess I could say, like, you know, arborealist. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's, you know, farmers only. I, I feel like we've made it clear from the title that we've picked. I, 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 think, I think in a way he's, you know, Mark, Zuckerberg is kind of correct you know their idea wasn't anything revolutionary you know they sold it as you know people are going to get excited for the Harvard email address um, and I guess that hooked Mark in because yeah he he has a Harvard email address so of course you know that seems like a good idea to him um, but I think you know for Mark who you know had already created a few websites you know just well how about that but don't worry about the fact that you've got a Harvard email address. <laughs> like, you know, like uh, thinking just a tiny bit bigger than like, you know, what what the what the Winklevoss twins were kind of thinking about. Um, you know, I do like as well how, you know, we, we get kind of one more thing that's set up in the opening uh, when Divya finds out, which, of course, is a little bit of acapella um, and kind of his reaction to, to the fact that Facebook exists in the next few minutes is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of love the petulance from Divian Rendra here and how like he seems to think that, you know, his lawyer kind of leading him on and setting them up and saying, yes, you know, Mark had never contacted us. You know, obviously he was being dishonest. Um, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's kind of like, I don't remember. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like the, the kind of, the you know, I remember having a meeting with you and that's pretty much it, you know. And obviously we do know from the ending that they do eventually get a check out of him. Um, and the funny thing is they actually they disputed that settlement because the value of Facebook had risen since the check was written yeah. and so they, they wanted more money and uh, a judge was like no 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 like, you got your minutes. settlement get yeah, out like, yeah. yeah just just either have that or nothing and I think they kind of they were like okay then if they were smart they would have just used that money to buy a ton of Facebook stock and then, yeah. <laughs> you know but uh, yeah, so I don't know, I, I kind of like this little outburst. And of course, that, that kind of trailer line is, is kind of a perfect way to, you know, kind of transition to the next part of the film, which is, you know, Facebook is born. You know, we're 50 pages into the script. And finally, Facebook has been registered. And, you know, Facebook. Of September, Facebook, the Facebook, yeah. Facebook yes. Facebook, Facebook is the, cleaner. Yeah. And, uh, and the thing is, as well, February 4th, 2004 is the official kind of birthday of Facebook. If you check anywhere in their kind of like corporate stuff, that is the date each year that they celebrate as their as their birthday, uh, which is, you know, if you if you write it in in, uh, you know, in the American style, it's two four two oh four. So, hmm. you know, it's it's nice and easy to kind of remember if you write it like normal humans, then it's four <laughs> two two zero zero four. So you could actually with some zero leading, you could make it kind of palindromic um but yeah i don't know i i kind of i kind of like that little outburst and then obviously we're setting ourselves up for you know the final kind of touches to the facebook and you know from there we we kind of in the kind of past we're we're starting to actually get to the point where facebook can actually start to progress and the story can really start to kind of move uh, obviously in the depositions we're still kind of going over whether or not mark knew this or mark knew that and, uh i don't know i i just i like i like kind of um, you know, I think if I'm if I'm correct, this is probably the last time that we see that deposition, mm. because then in the present, 
we spend the next kind of chunk of time that we spend with the twins and Divya is about them gradually coming to the realization that they're going to have to sue him. Yeah. And so that outburst is the final time that we see them being deposed. Um, obviously, the other deposition is still going to be going on <laughs> because, you know, once Facebook is launched, it becomes less about who had the idea and more about where know, the, the shares went and the money it. went. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is a, this is kind of effectively the end of the first act of the film when they're, they're kind of getting ready for the, the kind of the meat of it, which is, um, you know, how did Mark Zuckerberg screw all these people over, um, which you know, it's it's still a great kind of premise for a film. It's just like you know, here is a, su- a super successful person just kind of getting sued by everybody. Um, you know, and I, and the weird thing, of course, is these days, you know, fifteen years on, I feel like we could easily have a sequel to the Social Network that would be <laughs> about something completely different. Yeah, you um, could. You could be. You could have won about um, Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kept seeing I kept seeing those kind of headlines with that, and I was like, I'm sure they're misspelling Thanos, but you know that's uh, that's just me. Um, but yeah, so I mean, is there anything else that we need to cover in this minute? No, I think that's pretty much it. It's the fact that it really comes across his arrogance and his lack of reverence to the situation he's in that he's willing. Like he he gets angry because it's the first time that they actively say. He, that he stole his thing and he he speaks up because he's like i don't need to like basically i don't i didn't need to steal your idea i i yeah. didn't need to use anything of yours it's like the fact that oh he's he looked at our systems blah 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 blah. it's like i didn't need yeah. your systems and also the fact that like you know earlier in the film where they're the whole you know like you know you sh- you sh- basically like you 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 took me into your like bike room yeah, that that wasn't impressive. Like, like, like you might have thought that impressed me, but it didn't impress me. Like, you know, that like just kind of putting me in there and just, you know, kind of trying to pitch me this idea and it, like that what that isn't impressive. That's not something that you know I like. I wasn't plotting to steal an idea. I was just kind of humoring you basically and and saying, you know, okay, all right, you know, I'll listen to what you think an idea is, but I'm sure I'll come up with a better one of my own. Hmm. Um, and that's kind of reflected by Larry Summers as well later on, where he's like, you know, half the people at Harvard don't want to work. That's why they invent stuff. <laughs> it's like, you know, to kind of not have to work. And and so, like, Larry Summers' attitude is kind of one which, you know, obviously feels like that's what's going on on the Harvard campus is people just inventing stuff and kind of coming up with their own businesses. And it's like, just do that. Like, stop, <laughs> stop complaining about this guy who took this one idea. Come up with a new Go one. Go up and do something you know? else, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and so and I get I guess kind of like you know it's funny because then obviously we already know where that ends up. We already know that they just sue him. So it's like well, obviously they didn't come up with a new idea, um, except of course they did in real life. They you know they have both uh, Divya Narendra and the Winklevoss twins have other companies that they founded and you know they're fairly successful. But at the same time, once someone gives you like sixty million, I feel like you kind of set up for life and you can spend your time kind of with other things. So. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's kind of interesting, uh, but yeah, I don't. I think this is kind of a nice little stretch of the film because we are kind of getting into the meat of what Mark did, yeah. and I think that's always that's kind of the most important thing. About, like, it's nice at the start to kind of meet Mark and see who he is and see who his friends are and see who the you know the twins are and all this kind of stuff. But once we actually get into these emails, we get into the meat of you know this was this was kind of what was going on, and it's so weird because like you think of Facebook and how it's kind of you know invaded pretty much you know most people's daily lives um even if you're not on facebook you still have to kind of you know you still interact with stuff that interacts with facebook so and it's weird to think that you know 
that was pitched to Mark in like the bike room of the Porcelian yeah. and that's it's such a weird kind of journey. The thing about it is is between the last five minutes and this five minutes of the movie, I think it really paints him as the villain. But I think for the next ten minutes, when it shows how much he brought the idea along and how much he evolved it and changed it to turn into what we know as Facebook now. Yeah. It then paints him as well, I, I wouldn't say it paints him as a visionary. But it shows that he's willing to adapt in ways that the Winklevoss and Devia weren't. So yeah. it's like, here's 10 minutes of, yeah, let's, let's face it. He stole the idea from these three other lads. But he's changed it so much that they don't deserve 50% of the company like they're asking for later on. Which yeah. is why they should be happy that they're getting a 65 million payout or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, that's that's the kind of thing is like, it's it's you know Mark has basically been you know programming so hard that he's kind of falling asleep, and obviously you know that effort is not for somebody else's idea. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it started off as maybe you know kind of uh, people want to be you know friends with people in Harvard, but then it just turns into why not just everybody? <laughs> like, why not just let everybody from the entire world like become friends? Mm-hmm. And you know to get to that step, you know. If they if he'd have ever stuck with the idea they pitched him, it would have gone nowhere, and you know what it turned into is kind of the important thing. Uh, but obviously that's something that we'll get into you know as the rest of these minutes go on. Uh, so I guess you know thanks for being a guest this week, Ollie. Oh, it's been uh, an absolute pleasure, Dan. And we will go to plugs one last time. Perfect. So uh, yeah, I I have two other podcasts. Uh, I do one uh, with my best friend Emily. We talk to people we know from social media. And we just give them a ring and interview them, talk to them about what they want to talk about, what makes them tick. So I said we had an episode before with Darren on it. It was very good. And then my second podcast is with somebody I met through Best Acquaintances. Her name's Sarah F. Decker. She's a, uh, an expert in medieval history. I nearly said historia. In medieval history. And we watch movies uh, that are set in the medieval time period. And she grades them on accuracy and... Uh, basically talks about what to get right and what to get wrong and i talk about how good the stabbing is in them because i like to watch people getting stabbed um yeah so that's it so media evil and best acquaintances listen to either of them they're i guarantee a good time from anyone in any episode and you can find us on myspace at myspace.com slash the social minute or on twitter at social underscore minute or on facebook at the social minute podcast thanks for being my guest here today absolute pleasure and otherwise i'll see you next week <laughs>